Welcome to the Stuff You Should Have Learned Before Now podcast. This is your host, Alec Freeman, and this is the place where we learn what we should already know. Those things you should have learned in school, but maybe you were sick that day. Those bits of wisdom your parents meant to pass on to you, but just forgot. Those life lessons that you missed because you just weren't paying attention. But don't despair. This is the place to get you caught up. To get your life back on track by focusing on those rather obvious but easily missed strategies for living life to the fullest. For success and continued progress. So stand by for some more stuff you should have learned before now. Alec with you today, and I hope you're having a good day. Maybe it's just getting started. Maybe you're coming to the end of a day somewhere, or you're maybe maybe you're just taking a, a little break somewhere in the midst of the day. Whatever it is, and wherever you are, I hope we can make this day a little bit better, because I want to change a little bit of your perspective today. And uh, maybe you've had this experience, if you're a parent, and uh, you've heard your children say this, or Perhaps you have said it yourself, maybe not even with your outside voice, but somewhere along in your inside voice you've said, do I have to? I remember when our kids were little, uh, sometimes, you know, it was time for chores, clean up the room, uh, put the game away, whatever it was, and you'd hear that, do I have to? Well, you know as well as I do that uh, when you asked the question, that was more of a delay tactic or an expression of my displeasure more than it was a genuine request. And sometimes uh, we have tasks in our lives that we're tempted to go back to our five-year-old selves and just say, whether publicly or privately, do I have to? <laughs> well, I want to just share with you a little different perspective on that. And you can turn your do I have to's into something much more positive. Several years ago, Mrs. Freeman and I were... Uh, having a remodeling project uh, at our house and I'm not particularly handy. I'm much more uh, in the uh, technical world, communication world, uh, in the world of words than I am the wor world of uh, uh, putting things together, fixing carpentry, plumbing, all that kind of stuff. So upon the advice of uh, one of our uh, dear friends who had had a similar project, we were recommended a particular contractor. He was a delightful man, did great work, uh, probably the, my only regret about this particular individual was that he retired. How did, how dare he have the audacity to eventually retire because we would have kept using him year after year after year. But uh, this particular project, it turned out beautifully. It was a wonderful thing. But uh, in the midst of our sort of intense time when uh, he was bringing his workers to our house and he was supervising and we were discussing many things about uh, materials and approaches to doing remodeling and all that, got to know him rather well. But one of the things that impressed me was his, his continually positive attitude. Now, in the contracting business, you know, you make a price, do a bid, whatever, and then uh, once you get to tear it into a house, things change and you have to deal with people's uh, wants and desires. They want something for nothing. People try to take advantage of you. It could be a very difficult existence. But uh, he always had a positive outlook. And uh, once in our discussion, I was asking him, I said, what's the secret? Because I want to learn the lessons I should have learned long before now uh, as I go through life. So uh, that was the topic of conversation. He said, someone years ago told me, and he, so I don't know who to actually give attribution to this particular concept, but, but this is what he said. said, I, I just changed my 
my discussion or my wording, my vocabulary, my phraseology. I never say I have to. I always say I get to. In other words, just reframing it as not something that he had to, but uh, he gets to. Now you think about the things you think, oh, I have to do this. You know, I have to go to the doctor. I have to pay these bills. I have to go to work. I have to take on this project. I have to be with those people. Well, really what we're saying is we don't have to. We're saying uh, we have looked at the alternatives and uh, the reason to do so, the reasons to do so, outweighs the reasons not to do. And a lot of times in the job, it, re it comes down to, I am being paid to do this. Uh, there's a little phrase that we told our children when they were growing up, was, uh, you know what, don't complain about your job. Because if this were so much fun, uh, if this were just a lot of fun, people would pay to do it rather than paying you to do it. There's a reason you're being paid to do this job. So you think about it that way. It's, we do have an option, but we have this force upon us. But what I want to encourage you to do is to reframe your thinking about the stuff you have to do. How about trying this? Rather than viewing it as an obstacle, view it as an opportunity. Well, you say, well, what's an opportunity? I don't want to do it. Grumble, 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 complain, 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 complain. No, this is an opportunity. An opportunity to get this done. An opportunity to do this with others. An opportunity to learn. An opportunity to do this a little better than I did last time. An opportunity to do this more efficiently, maybe with less time. There's always some improvement. There's always an opportunity angle that we can, uh, we can get. It's an opportunity to pay my bills. Yeah, maybe I don't really enjoy this task. Maybe I hate my job. I hope that's not the case. Daddy always told me that if you find a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. That was a little bit of an over That was a little bit of an exaggeration. Sorry, Father, but uh, it really is. Uh, there is that reason they pay you. But if it's something you like and not drudgery, that uh, really takes you in a way. Something that fits your creative uh, uh, instincts and creates you and, and fits with what you really are wired to do. We'll talk about that another time. But change the obstacle to opportunity. How about rather than looking at it as a, as a task? Look at it as an adventure. You know, turn it into a game. Oh, I want to get this knocked off my to-do list. My administrative assistant lives by the old Franklin Planner. Uh, she has this thing down. She has it locked down to a system and uh, keeps me organized. Uh, and I really appreciate all the, the I could not exist without, without her in, in my work life. But uh, uh, in that Franklin Planner, she always has her to-do list. And, and I've seen her do this, get something done, write it down on the task list, and then mark it off. <laughs> you might say, well, if it wasn't on the task list uh, before it was done, why do you put it on? She just loves to mark it off. It's an adventure. Find some adventure in everything you have to do. How about rather than looking at something as our kids used to say, boring. How about looking at it as a blessing? Yeah, this might be a boring thing. It might be really drudgery, but you know what? There's somebody out there that would trade places with you. Uh, maybe not someone you know, but maybe in some far off land, some third world country, ravaged with war and poverty and hunger. Hey, you, you and I have it pretty good. Most of us, if you have the ability to listen to a podcast, we have it better than a lot, a lot of people in this world. But view it as a blessing. You know, and by the way, boring can be underrated. 
uh, you know, there's an old saying, I've heard it uh, used by people that are in the, you know, the first responder business. I've used, heard it by military, I've heard it by pilots. This old saying that their job is basically this, long periods of boredom punctuated by moments of sheer terror. <laughs> well, you know what, that pretty much describes a lot of life, doesn't it? Long periods of boredom and then suddenly, bam-o! It is terror all the way. Well, uh, boring is underrated. A, a day that's just kind of normal and routine, you think, oh, what a, what a drudgery. But look at the other extreme. You know, there's a few people that I wish were bored more than they are. Uh, on the drive that I'm on right now, as I'm uh, recording this in my car once again, I'm uh, just about to uh, pass here in a little bit a, a fire station. Sometimes I think about those guys and I think to myself, you know what? I would really like it if they never worked a day in their life. They just polish their tools and work on their chili recipe and watch some TV and sleep and, you know, just take it easy. Do their training, of course. Stay physically fit, of course. But, you know, I really don't want them to have to be called out to put out the blaze in someone's home or to rescue someone from a dangerous situation or to render aid at, a, at an accident scene. You know what? Boredom is not bad in their situation. And the aspects of your world that is boring, you can find some blessing in it if you just choose to. Well, I hope that if you could just think about those things in life that are the, oh, I have tos, or do I have to, and let them become, oh, look at these things I get to. In fact, so much of what you and I get to do is a privilege. We should treat it as that, treasure it as that, and as we do, that which has become that which is sometimes difficult and unpleasant can become sheer joy in life. That might be a lesson you should have learned before now, but thank you for joining me as we have learned it today. Now it's time to put it into practice. Have a great, great, great day. Well, thank you so much for listening today. And let me just ask you to be sure to subscribe to the Stuff You Should Have Learned Before Now podcast so you will not miss a single episode. This is Alec Freeman looking forward to seeing and talking to you next time.